He was trying to calm me down on something that I was pretty upset about. I said, I just want you to be mad like I'm mad. <laughs> right. He said, I don't want you to be mad because you have a point. And I think your point is going to get lost in your anger, oh, wow. if that's how you express it. Very wide. I probably needed to hear that because often I'm very brave mm -hmm. in my anger <laughs> more than I am brave and courageous in my humility. I was ready to go in on this issue, but my tone and my spirit was not ready. And hello, everybody. Here we are in podcast studio with Lindley wearing a killer pair of pants today. Thank you. Very Talk much. about this. They're very fallish. They they scream fall. I'm mis mixing some browns and blacks. Absolutely. Okay. Yes, feeling like feeling like fall. Okay. Hey, we got a great show with you today. Um, something very specific, but I think very practical. Do you remember the conversation with Jen Wilkin about this? I do. Yeah. Jen is a female staff member at a significant church, and her husband comes to staff parties with her all the time. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how awkward it is for mm -hmm. a male who's married to a female staff member to come to a church event. We've gotten a lot of mail about that too, though. I mean, because a lot of times the director of kids ministry or a youth person will be a female whose husband works in just the normal workforce. Yes. And so when people on church staff get together, they tend to talk about church. They right. just can't help themselves. Right. So you have these women whose husbands are there with them, and it feels awkward. Yeah. They just don't know how to respond because they are not. They don't know what's happening. Yeah, they feel like the toys on Misfit Island. Mm -hmm. Like, here we are, but we don't fit. But in some ways, the women do too, of the staff men. Yeah. I mean, in the same way, the women feel awkward a little bit. So we have the Calverts on the show. Tasha and Robert. And uh, Robert was really interesting in his sincerity about what it's been like to attend those functions and be a man married to a female staff person at the church, how it affects his relationships, his mm -hmm. worship, um, even what things he wants to know yeah. and what things he really doesn't want to know. Mm -hmm. uh, I enjoyed this conversation. Me too. That's good. So for all of you out there who are on staff and your husband is not, or you're on staff, your wife is not, this would be a great episode for them to listen to. I think they'll empathize. Agreed. We are live again at the Southern Baptist Convention in New Orleans, and we have exciting topic to talk about today. We do. Tell me about it. So we have Robert and Tasha Calvert with us, and the reason we got we brought you guys on here is that we get emails pretty often about, hey, I'm a female on my church staff. My husband feels a little bit awkward, on you know, being kind of a the staff spouse, but he's a male. Um, could you talk about that? And so Tasha and I met recently at the Lifeway building, and when we were talking, I thought this would be a great, you'd be a great couple to interview just because you're in that role, and you do a podcast. I do. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am the women's minister at Prestonwood Baptist Church, and I'm a Bible study author and a podcaster, as you said, and mostly I am a mom to four daughters. So I was running a women's ministry way before I was running a women's yeah. ministry, if you know what I mean. Yes. So, so we've got kind of the gamut. We've got four daughters. Two of them are married, and that's kind of a fun story. Our oldest daughter got married in the pandemic, so that was, mm. that was an interesting thing. And then my husband, for most of our our 
married life. He has been the primary breadwinner and I was not necessarily in a career. And so this is kind of in the rec- in the last decade, kind of a new situation for us. So there's been some adjustments. It's yeah. a great topic. Yeah. Robert, tell us about yourself a little bit. Sure. Um, first of all, want to say thanks for having me on yeah mm-hmm. uh, i've always wanted to be on a podcast and, you know <laughs> dreams are coming true I, I, I know someone who has a podcast but she's it, never had you but on she's not invited me on yet so. okay then okay yeah. so i've uh, spent my career in the technology industry i, I uh, work for microsoft and we help uh, carriers uh, or service providers like at&t and verizon's build uh, networks uh 5g networks and, and so on yep so, yep that's awesome. So let's jump right into the questions, Robert, because I'm curious, like, what does it feel like to be a male attached, loved, married to a female on staff? Like, is oh. it weird? What's it feel like? Uh, it's not always seamless, right? So it, it, the majority of, of functions that we go to, it's, it's men who are, the majority of them are ministers. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, people talk shop when they get together and, right. they, and they have relationships and whatnot. And so it's a, it's a little bit, you know, awkward from that perspective because my talk shop is in a completely different industry than sure. yeah. people who are talking shop but, um, where we go so oftentimes. So how do you, like, when they're all talking church and how to make the church do what it does better, like, what do you do? Do you just sit there with your hands in your pockets and, like, try to chime in or what? Well, um, no, you know, fortunately... I, we go up at our north campus. Our pastor Connor Bells, uh, he has every, all the the ministry families over at his house every Sunday evening, hmm. and so that's actually given me an opportunity to meet and get to know cool. everybody more on a one on one and personal basis. And you know, we we you know studied the Bible together. Yeah. Uh, we pray together. Uh, you know, we share you know, what's going on in our lives together. I think that's really helped a lot. That's rare. It, Every Sunday night, all the ministry families get together. It's yep. amazing. Yeah. Yep. I've never heard of a church doing that. Yep. Never. I'm so glad you shared that. I mean, because the little tips are what we love on the podcast. So to say yep. how much that has felt you made you feel included yeah. is a big deal. I think it's helped me too, because a lot of times I feel like I know the men in a couple relationship better than I know the females. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can feel a little threatening. Yes. And so it's been nice for me to have that opportunity to forge the relationship with the ministry wives, because that's not my typical right. uh, space either. And so it's been nice. I think that has really helped the clunkiness of what could be. Mm-hmm. And there, there's definitely still some mm-hmm. awkward situations, mm-hmm. even like here at the convention I feel like we walk through and I'm like hey 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 you know yeah, as we yeah. walk down the aisle and he's like oh my goodness who are these people yeah. we should have him on and talk about how to grow the culture of your staff family oh, sounds he, like he's, he's very really good at great. it but I think yes. you just hit on what the, per- the people who have emailed have said is that when you're mostly in relationship with men on a staff you're having to text them you're having to email um, it, you know it gets very tricky as far as what is appropriate to text and email and what's you know if you send a funny gift like is that too flirty is that too personal right um and so i think that helps so much to have that relationship with those people on a sunday night so that you can he's there present with you and knows when you say hey you know john and i are texting about something he knows who john is and knows like it's not it's not weird right i mean even with my job i work primarily with two men in doing the role i'm in at visioneering 
And I have to clarify with Ben, you know, like, hey, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. I mean, just to be all, you know, above board. So we had wanted to ask you, Tasha, how much do you share with Robert about the conflicts and struggles inside the church? Because we hear this from men and they're like, how much I want to share with my wife because the wife is the emotional one, you know. So how do you do that in reverse? Let me say one thing before you talk. I heard a guy years ago use Proverbs 4 about guard your heart. Okay. It was a pastor's conference, and he was like, you're polluting the well of your wife's heart by telling her about okay. all the stuff that's happening in the church. Okay. Which is like, man, but who do I share it with if I can't share it with my spouse? Right. So I wonder, like, from your perspective, do you feel like you're tainting Robert? You're polluting his heart? Like, <laughs> like what? It, do you share everything his with His heart, first of all, his heart came polluted. Okay, I just want to be clear about that. It was not me. That is not on me, Robert. <laughs> But in all seriousness, I thought that was a really great question, Lindley, because I do hear that a lot, too. Like, Ben, many of my coworkers that are males will say, well, I I try to protect my wife from that. And I do think there is some valor in that and maybe even some wisdom from the Proverbs in that. But I do think that is not how I operate. So So let me first say that. With us, I pretty much, I wouldn't say I word vomit, but Robert is pretty pretty aware of any time I've had a stressful conversation. The funny thing is, I feel like it does not phase him at all as far as um, as far as what he thinks about the church or anything like that. In yep. fact, if anything, he often calms calms me yeah. down because mm-hmm. with you know, I think everything feels magnified in a yeah. ministry situation. You like need well, that to was a curt email that they sent, but you know, in the business world like he's like so bad there are no feelings in the business world so (laughs) i have almost 30 years of of a career of you know learning how to not take things personal wow right so so you can be helpful to her you can say hey that's not as bad as it sounds even though i realize it hurts i I have a question we're going off script here a little bit (laughs) so bear with me do you find that the emails she gets sometimes are almost harder than the ones you deal with in regards to just when she says she gets a curt email? Because my experience is that a lot of times people in the church send poorly more, I mean, harder emails than people just in the business world. Think about my Friday morning email, Robert, just this Friday. <laughs> I mean, are you surprised sometimes? Like, I cannot believe this came from someone in the church. <laughs> I've gotten some pretty doozy of an email. So, uh, people are people. People are people, no matter where you go. And, um, but yeah, I, you know, we we always, there is a tendency for people to hold the church uh, to a higher standard from every perspective. And so I think that we all still have to realize that everybody's human. And the emails you might receive, you're receiving them because that person, feels not always the case, but they feel more comfortable sending you that email. They trust you, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes. I'm talking about appropriate emails, right, right, not yeah, inappropriate right. emails, yeah. things of that nature. Yeah. So I think for me, the thing that I have to continuously remind myself is to not automatically go into fix mode mm-hmm. or coach mode or you know advice oh, mode. Oh, gosh. What are you learning? Because that is the hardest thing. When Lindley shares something with me, I'm immediately troubleshooting right. that. Like, this is what you should do. That, that's exactly right. And so I, I, I struggle with that myself. And usually I, I, I've learned how to autocorrect. It's a tone thing. When I, when I hear that 
the tone come back the other like, way. Oops. Yeah, I'll go, okay, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> when, Please make it stop. <laughs> when she has shared something with you about um, somebody at church, are you able to keep that compartmentalized when you see that person at church? Because a lot of times, I mean, especially in church planning world, both people work on staff together. So you know everybody... Um, so if she says, hey, this is so-and-so, you remember the email she sent me, are you able to just say, you know what, maybe she was having a bad moment? I'm pretty good at that, yeah. to be honest with you. I am. Yeah, I would say probably unlike, when, just speaking from a female perspective, when he shares things about his work with me, I think I sometimes tend to want to make a bigger deal out of it for him, and I think he does the opposite with me. He, Interesting. He, he dials you he, down. Like, sometimes I'm wanting him to be more upset, like I am, and you know he kind of doesn't jump on the emotional band- bandwagon, which is actually pretty, yeah, pretty helpful, helpful to me. Yes. So, yep. can I ask a deeper question on that though? Because Lindley and I have talked about this in terms of loyalty to one mm-hmm. another. Like sometimes I want her to get fired up on my behalf. Yeah. Like I want you to be as mad as I am about this. Don't right. try to calm me down. This person was a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you ever feel like? Since he's the one that always calms you down, that you're like, I want you to have my back on this, okay? Don't yes. tell me I'm overreacting. Like, how do you... No, literally just two days ago, I think I said those exact same things because he was he was trying to calm me down on something that I was pretty upset about, pretty charged about. And I said that exact thing, Ben. I said, I just want you to be mad like I'm mad. <laughs> right. And he said back to me, and I thought this was really good. He said... I don't want you to be mad because you have a point. And I think your point is going to get lost in your anger if that's how you express it. Very wise. And so he was, you know, and I thought that I probably needed to hear that because often I'm very brave Mm -hmm. in my in my anger (laughs) more than I am brave and courageous in my humility. And I think what he knew was I was ready to go in on this issue, but my tone and my spirit was not ready. And good. and so I thought, but yeah, I wanted him I wanted him to throw something at the wall with hmm. me. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't he doesn't do that. Yeah. So I, I've done that. I've well, done that. As, as, as a matter of fact, I remember a, a few years back, a number of years back, where I came off a conference call and um, I was it was one of those intense, uh, high emotional I came off and you know, the call had ended, and I hit, hit the end button and let go a few choice words. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting there in my office because I'm working from home by myself. Yeah. And about that time, our oldest comes down the stairs <laughs> and says, "What did you say? We don't say that in this house. <laughs> it's complete role reversal." And it, 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 it was, she was serious, right? And so you're right. I, I was completely. I sh- should never have said that. And. Um, and so I'm, I've smoothed it all over, and about 30 minutes later, Tasha calls me and says, is everything okay? And I'm saying, she, what? She, she ratted me out. Yeah. She handed me in. But <laughs> it, at that point, it didn't really matter what I realized. It didn't really matter what I said to my, to my daughter my wife about why I had my little outburst. The point was lost. Right. And so... So he kind of learned that lesson and passes it along to me. That's good. I think going back to the original question, I think so much of what you share with your spouse has a lot to do with her personality or his personality. Sure. Like if you're married to someone who has high anxiety, 
and you know that's a struggle for them, then maybe you do have to be a little more careful. But right. to say like this is how it works for everybody, like I love right. the way you said that. That's not how we operate. Right. Every couple's got to figure that out. Absolutely. So I have a question for you, Robert. I'm coming back to you, and I'm going to skip the question I was supposed to ask you because this is a better question. <laughs> Ready? Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, when it comes to like people on staff who are males who have disrespected your wife, maybe you've gotten to read one of those emails, and then you're at church on Sunday. And they're sitting right in front of you. How have you learned to... Like, here's how I feel sometimes. If I'm nice to that guy, I'm, I'm betraying my wife. But at the same time, I also know that Christ calls us to love our enemies. Like, so if he's my enemy right now, I'm supposed to love him. So how do you, how do you figure that piece out with staff relationships? I, you know, I, we haven't had two controversial of examples because that is that part of me of okay let's get out the boxing gloves that I wouldn't mind um, and there's been a couple times I've, I've, I've actually had this very exact scenario where but I, you know, my, my wife um, she's a sharp person she's been able to navigate her career and the people she works with and I just trust her to do that at the end of the day um, that's that, that's I, I do not take things personal. Well, I want to ask mm-hmm. you this question then, and I'll let you chime in. This, this really happened with Lindley and I recently. Someone at Lifeway was unkind to Lindley. Mm-hmm. And I was torn on what to do because I don't want to act like that's okay, but I also don't want to let something between this person and her become personal. Right. So, like, how does, how does the spouse respond? What's the right, right way to do that? right. I think you would respond in deference to how your spouse wants you to respond in that situation. I think part of how Robert navigates that, and thankfully he's right, we we don't have, typically my conflict is more ideological than it is personal. personal. And so that probably helps. But I mean, I think he also knows I would be mortified if he were to step into that situation and I would feel disrespected and so I think you know Lindley you and I don't know each other that well but if you're a a strong personality that navigates these things on your own likely she's not wanting you to get involved in it and if she does she'll probably tell you tell you is that kind of how (laughs) absolutely That's what I say. I don't, I'm not one to mince words. I say to him all the time because he'll ask me these questions or he'll make this assumption like, are, are you okay? I'm, listen, I'm going to tell you if I'm not okay. I'm going to tell you if right. I need you to talk to somebody or not kind of thing. So, right. I don't feel like you're being 100% authentic in that. Okay. The way that I see it is, is that whatever I do, I get to walk away from at that moment or whatever I say in response and make myself feel better but she has to come back to it the next day yeah right so am I really you're going to create a bigger mess for her am I going to create a bigger mess is is what I'm doing or saying for me or is it for her right it's good yeah I wasn't done with you um Loyalty really is like everybody has certain core values that they're just really impo- like loyalty is really important to you. Like some of our hardest moments in marriage have been where you felt like I wasn't su- as supportive of you or defen- defending you. Correct. So I want to hear your answer to this. Like when someone disrespects you, what is the right way for me to respond? 
I mean, in some of that is, I think, is if it's coming to me directly or coming to you directly. Like, if somebody disrespects me to my face, I want to handle it myself. Um, if someone disrespects me to you without me being present, oh, okay. that's where I want you to be loyal to say, I think maybe you you don't understand her or, you know, maybe let me give you a better reference of Lindley. Ah. That's good. So I don't, I just, if someone says something to you about me, I want to know that because you're the only person who's going to stick up for me and say, I think you've misread the situation. That's good. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. This has become important right. for our marriage. All right, Tasha, we had talked about how being on staff is hard. Yes. When your marriage or family hits a rough spot, have you learned any tips or insights of how to navigate those moments? It's probably our age. I, well, let me back up by saying yes, I do feel like I have some insight. And I was glad you asked me that because you would have no reason to ask me that. But I think that's been probably one of the things that Robert and I specifically bring to our staff culture is we are very transparent with mm. people. We Great. have not had an easy marriage. I mean, I think I, it's, I mean, we just, we're very different people. And so I'm not saying we've had, we haven't had infidelity. We haven't had big issues. We probably were not at any point headed off a cliff. But as far as just naturally being people that are drawn to each other, we're not. We can, I mean, his big line is like, we can fight about anything. Like, that's our superpower. <laughs> Whether or not this is green right. or tan. I mean. Oh, my well, gosh. It's mint. <laughs> I had a shirt on the other day, and Ben said, what would you call that color? And I said, it's bright red. And he said, no, I don't think that's red. And we asked all three boys, and they said, Dad, it's bright red. Like, why are we arguing about this? We had the same thing. Yeah. All right. it's, it's a gift, and yes. we have it. <laughs> I want to hear so, your thoughts on this statement, though. I heard someone say wait, this recently. I wanna, oh, I want to hear her what she's saying. Her it's insight. about the same oh, thing. okay. I was... <laughs> um, intimacy is not the lack of conflict. Right. So for you to say it's not been an easy marriage doesn't mean it hasn't been full of intimacy. It means you've had a lot of things to work through, right? Right. Absolutely. Well, and I think even to that point, going deeper... I mean, conflict shows engagement. You know, they say really the danger zone is ah. apathy. And so we have always been engaged. <laughs> I mean, we've conflict always been so, ready hey, to go to the mat on it. Conflict we have an engaging shows marriage. <laughs> we should have the guys. engaging marriage conference. We should do it. Yeah. That's one we can That's a good line. Conflict yeah. shows engagement. That's really good. But we, um, so we're, I mean, I think one of the things that he has given me permission to do, which has been such a gift, especially knowing that I get, I mean, anybody in ministry, I get the weight of the world. People come into my office and they share. Drop it all. Oh, horrible things that are going on, vulnerable things, terrible things. And if I didn't feel like I had permission to be honest about the road that we've traveled, that would be, that would be stifling. And so we talk very open about we've been in and out of marriage counseling mm -hmm. all of our life. There was Have a you season, gone more than once? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Many. I mean, starting year one, we, we were in marriage counseling. We had we've got we both come from broken homes. Um, we're both believers, but we've just had difficult things to navigate. And I will tell you the thing that probably I most often share is. We were 20 years into our marriage at this point, and I we were just still I just thought is this just how it's going to, I mean, 20, is, yeah. is it another 20 years of just, oh, uh, it's just difficult and yes. arduous. And thankfully, I want to go on and get to the spoiler alert. No, we have, I, I am so happy at the place we are at now. That's awesome. But um, the Lord had to tell me, 
to shut up for literally two to three years. And um, I, I would get in an argument and I would be praying as I'm, you know, arguing with him and saying, Lord, just fix him. Like, what is the deal? I need him to change. And the Lord literally, clearly in my spirit said, shut up and let me deal with him. And why don't you tell kind of what was going on with you? Because oh, sh- Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah without go- going into the, you know, the beginning of history. Yeah, so I, I got into a bad place mentally, uh, got uh, very depressed. And um, I just came to a point where it, tomorrow didn't look good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had that moment where kind of that face-to-face with God. You know, at, the, at that moment, I kind of had to make a decision. To, hey, do I want to be here or do I, you know, for my, my kids and my wife and whatnot? And um, completely separately, um, when I was going just, just a lot mentally and, and in the throes of depression, um, I, you know, Tasha, I guess God was working through her. And, um, I mean, she nursed me back to health. I mean, in, for, for our regular interaction of, you know, where I found myself, I couldn't get out of bed. All of a sudden, she might had previously said, hey, get your butt out of bed, get going. <laughs> she completely Leadership. took a completely <laughs> different tack. Now, she said, I mean, the way Tasha describes it is that, you know, she, God told her to shut up and... Hmm. And just it was that through that really we we actually saw a different side of each other that wow. we had not really seen in the previous twenty years of our marriage. I think there was so much noise before. There was so much noise before, so much going on, kids going this way and that way, and and demands, and at you know you all of a sudden you kind of put away everything, and you realize that this is a human being, right? And they realize that the same thing about you and you and you start deal dealing with each other differently wow and so it's really good yeah and so that's been a huge asset strangely enough i mean that's in our ministry even though i'm kind of the ones on the front lines with ministry our story and his allowance for me to be transparent about it has been very helpful that sets people free it does. It does. And now all of a sudden I can be in ministry and not have a perfect marriage. Exactly. Yeah. Or be exactly. a Christian and not have a perfect marriage. Exactly. Tasha, how does it feel? Like I just know in many churches, and it sounds like yours is an, a, a wonderful example, but there are decisions that, that were made that women weren't involved in and women think we could have really helped yeah. protect the church from a yeah. bad moment. Like talk about those moments for you when you're on staff and you're like, man, I'm, I'm not trying to be grab power. I'm trying to help this process along. Right, right. How do you handle those moments? Um, it probably will not surprise anybody that's listened to this podcast that I speak up. <laughs> that's good. You feel like that's, you can? I do feel like I can. Um, I, and, and here's what I will say. I think I went in to ministry a little bit with a chip on my shoulder. Y'all don't know my whole backstory, but everybody in my family has been in ministry, and that's why I married somebody not in ministry. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be in ministry. And so that's a whole other podcast, but I went in thinking there is an oppressive spirit over women in churches. Interesting. And I, I will say I have... I have evolved on that. I don't think it's always... I, no, I think there are certainly those out there. There's some bad apples. But I do think there are many people that just have a blind spot. There has been a tradition. There has been mm-hmm. a, a model that we kind of have esteemed in the church of the men do this and the women do this. And 
I think many times it's just a blind spot that they do not think to have a woman in the room for typical discussions because they're, it's just not ever been done. And so I always say, I mean, something I have said probably a hundred times in a ministry context is I am going to say this in this room because I may not get into the next room, but you need to know that this event that we're thinking about hosting is going to be difficult because of this reason or that reason on the family. And I have that kind of perspective and you need to hear it. Mm-hmm. And and often I will say many times they really do take that into consideration. And it has also caused that I've gotten invited into more rooms. What I would say is if, if there are women out there feeling like, oh my goodness, another meeting I didn't get invited to, Meeting invitations aren't as hard to come by as you might think. And then you might regret it. They're Sometimes overrated. I'll be like, I'm the only woman. <laughs> Is there anybody else who could go? You know, I'm kind of teasing. But yeah, I, I definitely think there needs to be males and females in in many meetings. And I think we're just kind of That's figuring good. that out. Put women in the meetings, if nothing else. If nothing else. Yeah. just for And, and give them agency to speak, That's not good. just to mm-hmm. take the notes. Awesome. The Glass House is brought to you by Lifeway. It is produced and edited by Angie Elkins with help from William Hall. Sound engineering by Donnie Gordon. Artwork by Heather Brzezinski. And photography by Rebecca McVeigh.